Welcome into Hardcore College Football. Today I have Brad Keen on from Learfield Sports and Penn State Sports Properties. He's going to be talking to us today about advertisements and multimedia partnerships and all sorts of things like that. So really excited to have Brad on the show. Let's get after it. Welcome to Hardcore College Football. Thanks for joining. Um, I know things are pretty tumultuous and crazy right now in college football, and we're still not sure what the season's going to look like. I have an episode coming out next week where I'm going to kind of dive into where we stand as conferences continue to push games back into the late September, as well as moving to mostly conference schedules. Obviously, the MAC Mid-Atlantic Conference has canceled their season. We'll talk about that a lot more next week. In next week's episode, but this week I have Brad Keen on again from Penn State Sports Properties. He does a lot with uh, relationships and building relationships with different multimedia uh, partnerships for all sorts of different sort of advertising and corporate sponsors and things like that. So a little bit different kind of view today, something that you might not know much about. But if you're curious on how these athletic departments make any sort of money, especially relating to college football. Uh, we're going to learn all about that today. So without further ado, let's get into the interview with Brad uh, starting right now. Now I'm going to bring in to the podcast Brad Keen, Senior Manager of Business Development at Penn State Sports Properties in Learfield. How are you doing today, Brad? Doing well, Corey. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a pleasure to have you on. And you know, We talk about the finances of college football, especially with everything going on with coronavirus right now. And I thought it was a pretty good time to bring someone like you in, uh, someone that has a direct connection to one of the more profitable college football programs in the country and how they kind of make money. So not a lot of people, even in the Penn State fan base, know exactly what Penn State Sports Properties is all about and what your role is and the relationship you have with Penn State. So maybe we can just kind of start from the very beginning at what Learfield is as a company, but also specifically what Penn State Sports Properties relationship is with Penn State. That's a, a great starting point. Um, you know, I, to your point, I, I don't know if uh, a, a lot of people um, fully understand um, what's, what's happening behind the scenes in terms of business operations uh, prior to, to joining the, the team here with, uh, with Penn State Sports Properties. I was in in marketing, you know, kind of on the other side of things, and um, you know, I, I didn't know, right? And I was I was at arm's length, and so you know, it's it's a great question, it's a great starting point. Uh, so so Learfield, uh, now now known as Learfield IMG College, um, it, it essentially is a um, is a, a multimedia rights holder for uh, an athletics department or an alumni association. Uh, you know, Learfield IMG College as a whole, we represent most uh, Division One athletic departments in the multimedia rights space. And so what I mean by that is um, we work with, uh, we'll work with a, a department and we'll enter into some type of agreement. Normally it's a rev share. So, um, you know, the department will say, hey, for the next 10 years, uh, you guys are going to guarantee us X. And then everything that you bring in um, gross over X, uh, you, you keep at the property level. And then at a certain point, um, we're going to enter into um, a true rev share. And when we enter into the true rev share, then there's a percentage breakdown in terms of, of who gets what 
And so, um, so we, I mean, we're essentially a, um, I mean, we're another revenue stream for uh, athletic departments, the, the same way uh, a ticket offices, uh, development, fundraising, um, you know, we just, uh, we just bring in revenue via our corporate partners, um, sponsors, you know, is, is the, the most common term, but, um, but we, we find a way to, to go out and, and take the, you know, here, here at Penn State, the Penn State brand and, um, and, and create and build partnerships with uh, regional and national and local brands, um, you know, and, and, and one of the things that, that I, I found interesting when I got here is, you know, I always thought that the focus was on the, the, the corporate side of things, the corporate brand, but, but no, our, our, our most, um, you know, our, our top client, our top partner is our athletics department. And so, um, you know, we always enter into any conversation with, with any of our corporate partners, with our athletics partner, um, partners, objectives and goals and, and, and brand characteristics first and foremost and, and top of mind when we, when we work through, um, you know, the, the end result, which is a partnership that works for both parties. So um, a, a long, a long winded way of saying, you know, we are uh, a, another revenue stream for our athletic department and we manage the multimedia rights through corporate sponsorship. Um, and we can get into the specifics in terms of, of the different offerings um, but, but that's what we do here at Penn State. And then just to, to close the loop from a Learfield IMG College um, standpoint, you know, the, the model that we have in place is, 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 very, is advantageous for those large brands, those national brands, because, you know, let's, let's take, um, you know, just take like a Delta, right? Delta, McDonald's, um, Nissan. You know, th those brands will, will come to us and they'll say, hey, we want to do Penn State, but we also want to do Alabama, Ohio State, Stanford, Texas. And because of, of our model, we're able to do that for them. So while my focus is is here at Penn State and just on Penn State, um, you know, we're able to to do a lot for our partners from a national standpoint, um, you know, not just not just here locally and regionally. But um but like I said, long-winded, long-winded way of saying manage multimedia rights and, and try to generate revenue for athletics departments so they can uh, support student-athletes. Okay, so you mentioned how you have a lot of schools under you know, your belt, but how many schools do you have such a direct relationship with like you have with Penn State? Is it like that at most of the bigger schools? Or like how do you actually manage how – you know, closely you work with those. I, under, I totally get if someone wants to come to you and says, yeah, we want to work with Penn State, we want to work with Ohio State sure. and a couple other places. Do you have those kind of relationships with all of those different places? Or is it like, okay, you know, we have the rights so we can kind of just incorporate them, uh, but we don't necessarily have the exact same kind of relationship with everybody? Yeah, good question. So we, um, you know, and and don't, don't hold me to this because the, these numbers change, but you know, I feel I feel comfortable in saying, you know, we we've got, you know, two two hundred properties, right? I mean, that's and that's not just Division One. I. I mean, it could be D D one, D two, um, you know. But but take most of the, I mean, I'd say ninety percent of all Power Five programs fall within the Learfield IMG ecosystem. There are some that uh, some schools that choose to do it internally, right? So they'll have. They'll have um, they'll have in, internal staff handle sponsorship. The challenge there is if a big national brand wants to work with with them in multiple schools, they they can't really offer up multiple schools. 
Um, you have some you have some groups that are that are much smaller that have you know a handful of schools, maybe four or five. Um, you have some some groups that just focus on high school sports, some groups that just focus on D three sports. But um, but in terms of, of power five, the big schools, that's you know that's where that's where we that's where we live. That's where we spend our day to day. And so you know I've got I've got a colleague of mine. Um, the, whose paycheck is signed by the 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 same um, you know the same accountant that signs my paycheck in in, in uh, Norman Oklahoma, and you know they've got essentially the same types of inventories that we have. The rates will be different, right, based off of supply and demand. But um, you know I'll um, like right now I'm working on a a, a program for a um, a student housing unit going up here in State College. And the group's based out of Athens, Georgia. And so I'm working with my my counter counterpart uh, at the University of Georgia because that group, based in Athens, want to um, want to introduce a program at, at Georgia, Penn State, LSU, um, and and somewhere else up, up in the Northeast, I think Maine. And so he picks up the phone, he calls me, and says, "Hey, here, here's what we're looking to do." And you know, and he knew that that I had had some conversation with this group before, based off of conversations that he w- that he had been having, and um, and he said I'd like for you to, to work with me and run point on the uh, on the Penn State program, and so so yeah, I mean we're we're all in the same family, same ecosystem, same titles, same processes, similar inventories, different pricing based off supply and demand, but um, but that's the you know that's that's the the beauty in our model you know i mean you can you as a national brand can come to one person and work with one person and have one person um do everything on a national scale for you and because it's all you know we're all speaking the same language in terms of um you know our crm and our, and our different um our different processes uh, in, our, in our various uh cell systems it it's 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 pretty easy um, for for a national brand to do that. So, not sure if that answers your question, but um, but yeah, I mean we're we're all in in the same family, same ecosystem, and it it um, and it works well at the national level. Yeah, it, it does. And and I'm curious because before we get into the nitty gritty and kind of dive deep into like what the multimedia rights are and like how you go about assigning those different things. I do, I do see the list here. I mean, you obviously represent a bunch of schools and things like that and take care of those, but I see some conferences on here. I see the Rose Bowl on here. Can you talk a little bit about those brands that don't fall into like the school category and how those kind of work? Sure. Yeah. So, I, I mean, they, they, work, they work the same way. Uh, they work the same way the schools work, right? So t- take the Big Ten Conference, for example. Um, you know, they are they are most of the conferences um that their offerings are, are are centered around their championships um you know they they will work with individual schools to do um like tailgate tours and those types of things but um but they they primarily focus on championships now having said that um you know our the Big Ten Conference, they have their own social media channels, they have their own website, they have their own digital display opportunities, they have their own activation opportunities. You know, I, I can, you know, if I've got a partner that, that you know, is is here at Penn State, but then they also want to, um, you know, they, they want a little bit of everyone in the conference, but they don't have the, 
you know, the budget needed to invest at a large scale with each individual property, I can just call up the conference and say, hey, you know, what do you have? And, and we can put them on something that um, provides representation, uh, you know, with and from and for all of the schools that, that, that live and operate within our ecosystem. Um, and then, and then the same thing with, with the, you know, the Rose Bowl um, and, and, and entities such as that, right? Like, I mean, if, if, if I've got, if I've got someone that says, you know, I mean, someone could call me up and say, Hey, I'm interested in Penn State, Alabama, Oklahoma, Texas, and the Rose Bowl. Then, then I could do that, right? And so I would just work with the Rose Bowl in terms of, of what it is that they have to offer, what inventory they have available, and then, um, you know, and then work on a program that makes sense for that partner. One of the things that I try to do, though, um, and, I, and this is kind of us starting to get to the nitty gritty, is my focus is Penn State, right? Like I'm, I am, I am, I wake up every morning and come to work focused on how can I drive revenue for Penn State and our our athletics department, um, as well as our alumni association, which I'll also get into later because that's a, a unique relationship that that only exists in a handful of schools. But um, but that's my focus. And so when I have someone looking to do a, a cross property deal or, or or a deal that has kind of the national um, the, the national uh, national reach, national play, I always try to figure out. You know, I, I look at 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 the program and I, I look at it like this, how can I build and develop a program here at Penn State that works for Penn State, that works for a partner, that's scalable at other schools? Um, because at the end of the day, like, you know, I gotta make sure that that national brand doesn't come back to me and say, you know what, I know I said I wanted, you know, Penn State and these five other schools. Well, now I just want these five other schools. I don't want Penn State. You know, that's not, that's, that's, that's no good for me. So, um, so I, I'm I'm always focused on Penn State, and then I try to find something that's scalable. Um, and and like you said, I mean, we've got a lot of other different properties. Um, and and not to 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 complicate things, but you know, in addition to the properties and the multimedia rights, we also um, have within our portfolio uh, Sidearm Sports. You know, who manages our websites, A and C company responsible for for video board video board operations Packy Olin ticketing services Liverpool IMG College um, ticket group that handle a lot of the uh, ticket offices around the country so um, we've got we've got quite a bit in our portfolio um, with with the multimedia rights piece being kind of the the big revenue driving piece and the piece that most people are, are familiar with but um but that's I mean, that's that's how it works. We're all in the same ecosystem. And like I said, we're all speaking the same language. So if I can do something here at Penn State, if they're in our ecosystem, uh, then then I can I can pick up the phone and we can do something there. OK, so now let's just try to go through a casual day in Brad Keen's life. So if, if a, a sponsor comes to you, a, a partner comes to you and you know wants to work with Penn State, you know, how does that process start? What are you trying to look for? And then where do you go from there? Is it vastly different between a local and a more national sponsor. I mean, how do you find ways to make money? What are you looking for to help, you know, create that revenue stream that that is your entire job? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's while while I, while I, it'd be nice if, if, if I, if I sat here and I, I fielded calls and, you know, I came in every morning and, and the, the light was blinking and I had, had four or five voicemails. Um, but you know, that's not, um, that's not the case. I mean, it, it, you know, sports marketing and sports sponsorship isn't for everyone. 
And so there is a lot of um, there's a lot of time spent on on prospecting, um, you know, making sure like when I'm at home, if I'm watching sports, I'm jotting things down. What am I seeing in terms of of signage and advertisement um, following as many teams as I can on social media to see what types of campaigns are out there? Um, you know, it's it's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of front end work, a lot of research, a lot of prospecting. And then, you know, throughout the week, I mean, I'm I'm. I'm hammering the phones. Um, you know, I'm I'm trying to connect with with CMOs and and VPs of operations, CEOs, to just to just start to have a conversation to understand, um, you know, what it is they um, would potentially want to do if there was interest in a a relationship in the form of a sports sponsorship with Penn State. Um, and so once I you know, once I've been able to, to touch base with, with someone and get them on the phone or engage with them over the email, um, I, you know, I start with a, a, fa- a simple fact find. I mean, I, I really just, I, I ask a handful of questions. I explain what it is that we do and, and what it is that we uh, have to offer. And, um, and then I just listen and, and I ask questions. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, when you're calling on you're calling on someone in it locally and, and regionally in this area. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to sell them on the Penn State brand. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's, it. I mean, they, we we all know that you know Coach Franklin has done a good job of 107,000, right? 107k, 107k. Now I think it's 110k is what he's calling for all the time. But like, you know, it's pe- people know that 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 the numbers are big. The affinity is 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 there. Um, and, and I don't have to sell the brand. And so that's nice. And so now it's just a matter of me, um, you know, me letting them know that, hey, there is an opportunity to reach this audience and to do it in a way to do it um, through infinity, through, you know, a, a relationship with Penn State, through working with us that can that can do much more than than you might be able to do. Um, you know, w- with with some of your traditional media or some of your digital media. Um, now it's ex- it's expensive. I mean, it, there's a premium, right? Like it's it's more expensive. I mean, you're certainly gonna um, spend less if you want to run a full page ad in your local town and gown, but um, but you don't get the same you don't get the same type of impact. So you know, most most of the day, most of the day is really spent. Just trying to figure out, you know, who's who's spending money in sport, um, who's spending money in live event, and and trying to to get a hold of someone with 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 that company or that group to just just have a conversation. I mean, you know, I um I do what we call like releasing the valve, right? Like when I one of the first things I'll say when I get on a call with someone is I'll tell them, you know, look, it, like. Look, it, this may or may not work for you. It may or may not be a good fit. There, there are a variety of reasons why this does not make sense for you, but, but it might. You know what I mean? And so don't, you know, don't think that because we're having this call that, you know, that all of a sudden you're locked in to, you know, to do a sports sponsorship with Penn State. Like, I, I have to make sure that, um, that your brand, you know that you're, that I'm able to align your brand with the Penn state brand. If I'm not able to do that, then it's not going to work. Right. So it's just as much about me, you know, selling them on the idea. What what does that mean to align the Penn state brand? Like, what are you looking for that 
you know, is a good fit. I mean, and, oft, and how many times, you know, is it not a good fit? Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, a great question. So I'll, I'll use this, I'll use this example. Um, you know, let's say, um, so I, I used to work in restaurant hospitality management before I got into sports. This was back in, you know, the mid two thousands. Uh, and I remember, uh, I was, uh, I was a front of house manager for a little while and then a kitchen manager at Applebee's. I, I love to cook. So I wanted to be a kitchen manager. So I was back in the kitchen. I remember, um, the, the CEO, the franchise group that, um, that we were under, you know, he and I had a conversation. He said, Brad, he said, let me, t- let me tell you why your role is so important, right? In terms of food safety, um, the, and, and the, the dining experience that, that our customers have in terms of, of the food that we serve here at, at this Applebee's, he said, what happens at the Applebee's in Los Angeles, California will impact the Applebee's here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. What happens at the Applebee's here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama will impact the Applebee's in upstate New York. And, and so what I, what I took from that is that the brand is, is much larger than the, the physical location, the physical space, right? So anything that, um, so for example, if, 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 if we, if we invite someone into the Penn State family via a sports partnership and we tie them to our brand, that's the, that's the true value in the partnership, right? Being tied to the Penn State brand. You, Corey, as a Penn Stater, um, if, if, you, if you were to see something pop up on, on your social media feed and it was, you know, it was um, a company's logo right next to the Penn State logo, you, you would you would you would automatically engage with with that um, with that piece right and so because you're a Penn Stater and then you would and then you would think yourself and you might not realize you're doing this but then you'd think to yourself you know hey um, I'm a Penn Stater I love Penn State I know what Penn State's all about if if Penn State's willing to 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 join forces with this company then then they're okay by me, right? It's almost like it's it's the 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 idea of don't talk to strangers. Well, once we introduce our partners to the Penn State community um, and basically say, hey, they're okay with us, so they should be okay with you. They're no longer a stranger, and once they're right. no longer a stranger, they can begin to separate themselves in in a very crowded space. Like when you're talking about digital and all the stuff that pops up on your computer. Like if you've already been introduced to a brand and it pops up on your computer, you're probably you're, you're much more likely to engage with that versus something that you've never seen or, you, or you've never heard of before. So having said that, on the flip side, you know, if if, if there's a brand that, um, you know, that let's say something comes out and, and, you know, and they've I don't know, like their financial practices weren't what they needed to be or. Um, you know, or, or their, um, you know, their employ, their employment, human resources practices, uh, harassment, those types of things that reflects, that reflects poorly on Penn State, you know, because we, we've created this, um, this integration of the two brands. And so when I, when I say, you know, uh, align the brand and what's good for Penn State, you know, what I mean is I want to know in talking to some of these brands and to some of these companies, like, Hey, you know, I want to, I want to peel back the onion, right? Like, I want to know what you're all about. 
is I want to make sure what you're all about is what we're all about here at Penn State. And if not, then then it's it's not a good fit and it's not going to work because you're not going. Whereas we're always looking to elevate our partners' brands, where it's a win-win is when our partners will elevate our brand. You know, our Penn State Absolutely. brand. And I mean that's that's the that's where we're trying to get, and that's the sweet spot. Don't always get there, but um, but that's what I mean by aligning the brand and making sure that um, that once you've once you've integrated the the two brands, the Penn State brand and our partner brand, um, that you know that that there isn't going to be any um, negative recourse right down the road because of something that that I was unable to uncover when when I did my homework and my research during the fact find and 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 those types of things. So how do you peel back the onion, so to speak, when, I mean, I'm assuming 99% of people come to you and they're going to try to put their best foot forward. I mean, how do you investigate and how do you, you know, look for some malpractice, you know, that would be the extreme side of that. But sure. how do you find those things when obviously people are going to at least try to clean their windows up and make the, you know, make themselves look presentable? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, look, m most of, and, 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 and let me say like, that's, that's very rare, right? Like I actually, I personally haven't um, run into this situation, but, um, but, you know, I, I have had colleagues, right. That if, um, you know, if I, I'll, I'll use, I'll use, let's use Trump hotel for an example, right? Like, I mean, if, if, if Trump hotel wanted to do something with us, you know, is that, you know, do, do we want to, do we want to step into kind of the, the political, um, the, the political spectrum, right? Like, what what type of reaction would we get if we did anything with Trump Hotel versus you know uh, on on the other side of things right like if um, you know uh, I think of Volkswagen right when Volkswagen was going through their emissions scandal and all of that right if we were partners with Volkswagen would that have impacted us I, I don't know I can't speak to that but um, but anything I mean you can find anything and everything uh, on the internet you know I mean I I I know that. That you're not gonna you're not gonna uncover a hundred percent, but I can certainly I can certainly um, find enough to at least you know start the conversation and and start to peel back the onion a little bit. Um, another thing, I mean, I'll, I'll not to get into specifics, but I'll use this as an example. I mean, I had a partner um, that, that they were in um, they were in healthcare, they were in you know recovery and, and rehabilitation, and their industry had a black eye. Uh, in terms of some things that were going on, uh, you know, down in the Southeast and a couple of states down in the Southeast. And, you know, in, in talking to them, I mean, it, it was, hey, th this is happening in your industry. This is happening in your space. Um, you know, I'd like to talk a little bit more about what you're doing to make sure that it's it's not happening here. Right. And so, I mean, I think it's I think it's just doing your due diligence, going online, seeing what you can find out. And if you are finding things um, that, that raise red flags, not, not specific to that partner, but in the industry, then, then start to ask questions about that and start to ask them what they have in place to prevent that. Um, you know, you can't, I mean, you can't prevent everything um, and you're not going to be able to, to peel back every layer. But you, you can peel back enough to where you actually you feel comfortable and confident and, and you know you did your due diligence. And if something were to happen and, and you had to have the conversation about it with, you know, the athletics administration or the university um, or that partner, um, you know, you're you're covered. And, you know, you 
you, you did the best you could. Okay, so now the next thing I want to ask you, and this is something we actually had to kind of deal with um, when I was at Nittanyville, is you have all these you know partners paying premium to get that Penn State brand, get that sort of audience um, and right in front of them and right to the people they wanted to see. But you have a lot of other businesses that try to kind of backdoor their way into getting that same Penn State brand without maybe going through Penn State sports properties or, or going through the you know, necessary checks and balances to do it. Can you speak about how people try to do that and, and maybe what you do to make sure that you know they, they do it the right way and, and how you have clauses or something in there that says you got to work through us you know, in order to appropriately work with Penn State? So it happens all the time. Um, you know, I, want, I mean, the, the easiest the easiest way to to explain it would be uh, the Nittany Lionhead logo, right? So, um, so p- part of what we do, and and I can get into this at, at some point. Part of what we do is, uh, you know, we we provide um, outside of licensing, right? Like if you're going to use the Nittany Lionhead logo and you're going to put it on a product and you're going to sell it, then that goes through our licensing department, and, and that goes through CLC, the uh, Collegiate Licensing. We don't we don't have anything to do with that. But if but if your company wants to use the Nittany Lionhead logo um, to promote your business and to promote your services, then then that's that's us. And so, you know, if, um, you know, say someone wants to put up a billboard and they put the Nittany Lionhead logo up on that billboard, we'll be well, well there. What they're doing is they're, you know, they're they're showing an association with the athletics department, essentially an endorsement by the athletics department. Um, which, which, unless they've worked through us, isn't legal. And so, you know, a lot of times people will use the logo and they'll slap it on the front door of their business. Um, or, you know, like I said, they'll put it on a billboard or they'll run a social media campaign and they'll say, Hey, you know, enter to win four tickets to the Penn state football game, uh, this Saturday. And they'll slap a logo right next to it. You know, when, when those things happen, look, I'm not, you know, I'm not asked to enforce. That's not my job. But when those things happen, I'm I'm made aware of it, and then that gives me an opportunity to pick up the phone and 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 call and and explain it to to that to that group or or to that company. I mean, they may not know. You know, I mean, I don't think everybody. I don't think anybody. Some some do intentionally um, circumvent, but I, I think most people just don't know, and so you know, it gives me an opportunity to talk to them. And, and I'm not saying, hey, take it down, don't do this. But I'm just explaining uh, the setup and the model. And hey, here's how this works. And this is the right way to do it. And, you know, if if most of the time they go, oh, look, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to. Um, and we can have a conversation about a, a formal partnership. Uh, and then most of the time, they just take it down. And, you know, there's some instances where people will just keep doing it. And, um, and if that's the case, I, I'll call back and say, hey, you know, once again, I, I'm not I'm not trying to to enforce the rules here, but there are people who who will. And you know, if kind of like a heads up, you know, I mean, if if you still want to do this, I'm here for you. But um, but if you're going to continue to do this, you, you will get a call from from our licensing department or our legal department, um, and and they'll ask you to take it down and, and do a cease and desist. But um, but to your point, specific to Nittanyville, yeah, I mean, you know, it's you you've got you've got local businesses that that want to come out and they want to support Nittanyville and we want them to support Nittanyville 
but in return, they, they want Nittanyville to, to support them, right? So it's a quid pro quo. It's not like they're just doing it out of the good, goodness of their hearts. Like they're not just dropping off 20 pizzas because they want to give you guys pizzas. No, they want the association with Nittanyville. And, and Nittanyville's unique. And Corey, you and I have talked about this. Um, you know, Nittanyville's a, a student group, you know, and, and on your own as a student group, um, you know, you're, you're able to make your own decisions. I think what we what we had always asked and what what you guys always did a really good job of was making sure we were part of that conversation when it first happened because Nittanyville was so uh, ingrained and integrated into Penn State football that people understood that you know an association or an endorsement from Nittanyville was essentially the same thing as an association or endorsement from Penn State football and. You know, to the point you made at the beginning of the question, you know, we've we've got partners that that invest a lot of money um, into our university and into our program and into our student athletes. Um, and and we owe it to them, you know, to protect that investment. Um, and, you know, we do a good job of it. We've always had a great relationship with um, with with our with our student groups. I mean, you know, Corey, I think I, I might have told you this. I know I tell all the students or past students that I've that I've met and I've worked with, you know, the, the relationship doesn't stop when you, when you graduate. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's those types of relationships that, um, that, that have certainly helped our group in terms of, of holding the value for our partners and, um, you know, and just maybe educating some, some groups or some companies that, um, that just didn't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, there's a couple things I need to get to for sure, um, or else I'd be a little upset at myself for not for not doing that. Um, um, yeah, I'll uh, short shorter answers. No, I mean I just don't want to take up too much of your time. So um, I've got to ask you, you know, the coronavirus thing. We don't even know if there's going to be a football season. I'm not asking for Brad Keane to give me the yes or no on if we're going to have college football or anything like that. But I mean, as far as partner relationship goes, I mean. Can you at least maybe talk about, you know, how your partners are feeling, what the optimism is there and how you guys are going to address, you know, taking care of your partners when, you know, there might not be any sort of, you know, scoreboard advertisements or, or things like that. How, how do you guys plan to maybe move forward if there isn't a college football season? I'll start off. I'll ask you this question, Corey. Um, so you, you have not watched a, a live Penn State sporting event since March, correct? That's correct. Are you still a Penn State fan? I am indeed still a Penn State fan. Are you just as passionate, if not more passionate, about Penn State athletics than you've ever been? Exactly, right? So, like, here's the deal. Um, ideally, ideally, we've got 107,000 people in Beaver Stadium. Ideally, we have, you know, a, a, a full slate of games. Um, you know, that that's the ideal scenario. But at the same time, I mean, Penn State fans are Penn State fans. And, and what we've done as a company, and, and I'm, I'm really proud of our company, and it's something that we, we had started to do prior to COVID. Um, but what COVID did was it just it sped it up for us. And so we as a company started thinking about, um, you know, about our fans and, and, and our fans and, and fandom 365 days a year. And we started to think about, you know, yeah, the, you know, the, the football game's great, but it's only seven days a year. So how are we, how are we engaging with our fans, you know, the, the other 358? And so we started investing a lot of time, a lot of um, resources, 
a lot of mental energy into um, into just that, right? Into better understanding digital, into um, better understanding engagement rates in different uh, digital spaces on different digital platforms, and really focusing on that. And so, because of that, we're able to go back to our partners. And this and these conversations started back in April, right? Like, I mean, I, I you know, we went back to our partners and said, "Hey, look, you know, let's let's figure out what we've got to do." Um, you know, between now and, and, you know, June 1st, right? Because we have to, we had to make up the, what we lost for, for not having a spring game. We had to make up what we lost for not finishing, you know, basketball and some of the other seasons for not having softball, all that. So we figured that out. And then we turned, we turned our focus to fall. And, and we, like many people, we really said, look, we just don't know what's going to happen. Um, and if I, if I told you I knew, um, you know, that that's me being dishonest. I I just don't know. And so we started to talk about, okay, what would it look like? What would it need to look like for you? um, If, if we didn't have any fans in the stadium or if we, you know, if we had 25% capacity or if we, you know, if we had 10 games instead of 12. And so we, we looked at as many scenarios um, as there are out there and we've been working with our partners on, on each of them. So, when you know the the schedule came out and we had the 12 game or the 10 games instead of 12, five home instead of seven, like it, they weren't surprised. We then said, okay, well here's the plan that we've been talking about over the last few months. Um, so let's let's look at this and let's let's tweak it and let's polish it. And then you know when when it came out that um, as of right now, right currently today, August 7th, we will be playing in front of no fans. We already had that conversation and we were ready to move on that. Um, but also with the understanding that a lot can happen over the next few weeks. And, you know, we, we could have 25% capacity, 50% capacity, or we could go from, you know, 10 games to eight, or we could start and stop. I mean, I just think no one really knows. And so most of our partners, most of our partners have, have been really receptive. Um, you know, I think because of the way we, um, because of the way we do things, um, we're, we're very, uh, a lot of times I'll say, look, like we're, we're not transactional, we're transformational. If you want transactional, then, you know, then call up your, your local media outlet or, um, you know, a radio affiliate and ask them for a rate card and, and then, you know, tell them how much you got and then they'll give you what you pay for. Like, that's not, that's not really how we do it. We, we really try to understand our partner. Um, you know, we really, um, we, we really buy into our, to our, each of our partners and our partners messages. And, and we, you know, we take ownership in that relationship and, um, and it, and it goes a long way in times like this. I mean, it's like, you know, our partners know that, that we're going to be there for them when they need us. Uh, and, and they're going to be here for us when, when we need them and, and we need them right now. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't say that to, to sound, you know, kind of like I'm, I'm on hands and knees groveling because at the end of the day, um, our shift in philosophy, our, our focus on reaching fans 365 days a year, uh, will actually, um, serve them extremely well, uh, and, and, and create a ton of added value that, that didn't exist before all this because of, the answers you gave to my question, you know, I mean, not only are Penn State fans still fans, but 
they're ravenous for content right now because they've been missing it so much. So their engagement, it's like a heightened engagement now. And then to just take it one step further and close the loop and talking to my partners like, hey, you know, short term, I, I get that, you know, short term, I get this is tough, um, but but we can still deliver a tremendous amount of value. But but let's let's focus on short term and long term. And what I mean by that is like, you know, don't 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 leave the bar before the, the band comes on. Right. Like when sports do come back and we do have a full slate of games and we are able to be together at one hundred seven thousand in Beaver Stadium, the, the the fandom will be at an all time high and, and, it, and it'll be something none of us have ever experienced. And you, you want to make sure that you're you're still here and you're still part of that. Um, you, you don't want to you don't want to get out now. Um, and so, you know, like I said, most of our partners uh, have, have been very receptive and have been great to work with. And and the and and the partners that aren't part of that most, it's not that they haven't been great to work with. It's just that, you know, their partnerships might be, um, you know, might not be as long standing. And and they just haven't, you know, we, we haven't had to, to be there for one another yet. And so I think, you know, they're still trying to fill us out. And, and we haven't, um, you know, just because of the amount of time we've been together, haven't been able to to, to give them the confidence and the, the comfortability and the, um, you know, and, and the, um, you know, just the, uh, I don't know, stability that that they all need right now that we've been able to offer up to some of our other partners that have been with us for a while absolutely and i think it is impressive because you see some media outlets for example um even though they had increasing engagement in the last couple of months their sponsors weren't able to fulfill advertisements just because their sponsors weren't doing well enough even though the audience was there so it is an interesting situation and I mean, you're a great businessman and, and you have me sold, I mean, without any doubt. And I think it is important the way you kind of sell that relationship. I do have two more questions for you and they're a little bit more outlandish or I guess you could say a little bit more in left field a little bit more. Um, I don't expect you to know every single finance financial situation of all these college programs, um, but, but we've talked about this quite a bit. I had Matt Brown on, formerly from SB Nation. Now he has his extra points. Uh, newsletter, but he dives deep into the, the kind of the finances of things. Um, what is there some sort of idea out there where we're seeing all these bailouts for some of these industries? If it got to the point, could we see some sort of government bailout for these sports athletic programs that are clearly going to be losing and, and seeing a high deficit uh, for the 2020 year? Is that something that's at least talked about or discussed, or is that something that actually can't happen for some? obvious reason that I just don't know about. I'll start off by saying, I, I don't know. Um, and, and I'll give you, you know, I'll give you an opinion, but my opinion isn't based in fact, you know, it's just based in, um, in, in gut. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I think they're going to be, you know, there will be a, a handful of schools, uh, Penn state included that, that, that will weather the storm. Um, you know, I think you saw in Sandy's press release yesterday, or was it Wednesday? I don't even know what day of the week it is anymore. I think Wednesday um, or yesterday. She said, you know, that if, you know, if, if there isn't, if there, if there aren't fall sports, um, then, you know, we could be looking at 
Um, I think it was like a hundred million dollar deficit. Um, you know, we, we, we can absorb that, you know, we, we can find a way to absorb that. And, and I don't mean absorb that because we've got funds kind of off to the side, you know, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't mean that we've got this rainy day account, um, that's got a hundred million sitting in it. I don't, I don't mean that. I mean, you know, we've, we, we, as a brand, um, you know, have, um, have the, the clout and the credibility to, to find a way to make it through. And I don't know what, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's, you know, getting, you know, getting some funds from the state or shifting some things around for the university or, um, you know, I, I, I don't know because I'm not part of those conversations, but, but yeah, I mean, I think I am, I'm really interested to see what happens with, um, with the other programs, which is the, which would be the majority, right? The ones that already operate on, on, on such a, uh, with such a thin margin, um, I, I'm really interested to see what happens. And, and, and Corey, the, you know, your, your question, um, I, I, I asked the same question, you know, I, I've got to believe that, um, you know, some, someone, something is going to have to step in and, um, you know, and, and support these departments um, financially. And, you know, if, if not, if it doesn't happen, then, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you, I think you, you probably have to start, you know, some schools have already done it. You probably have to start cutting programs. Um, you know, you probably, I, I mean, UConn announced that they were suspending their football season. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think when, when, when people say everything's on the table in this instance, everything really is on the table and, um, and, and, you know, I, so I, I don't know, I don't know what conversations have been had. And I asked the same question, um, you asked, you know, what, what is that going to look like? Because, um, because not everyone, you know, not everyone's a Penn state or an Alabama or an Oklahoma, um, you know, not everyone's going to be able to weather the storm the same way, um, a handful of, of programs will, um, but, but, but we, we've got to find, we've got to find a way, um, and where there's a will, there's a way. And, um, you know, and I don't think, I don't think we're looking at, and I'm, I, I don't think I'll have to walk this back, but I don't think we're looking at the, the implosion of college athletics. I, I don't, um, you know, th- there are solutions out there. Um, and, and I, I, I assume and hope that, uh, the right people much smarter than me, um, are, are having conversations around those solutions and have been for, for the last few months. Right. And, and here's kind of my, and I think you're exactly right. I mean, we're just going to have to wait and kind of see. Um, the last thing I had to ask you, because I think it's an interesting, at least opportunity uh, for Penn State sports properties and Learfield as a whole, uh, we're starting to get a little bit more of an idea on whether or not student athletes might be able to profit off their own likeness. And I have to just ask if, something like that does finally get approved. I don't know if it's going to be state by state, who knows, but if something like that does get approved, would Penn State sports properties have an opportunity to work with the likeness of an athlete? Is that something you guys have considered or at least, you know, thought about if something like that does eventually come to fruition? Um, and, and what would that kind of look like? The last two questions, my answer to both of them, I don't know. Um, I do, I do, I do know that, um, you know, that, um, that, Members of our leadership team have certainly been involved in in conversation at, at a at a h- extremely high level, right? With like conference commissioners and 
the NCAA. And so, you know, we're certainly, we've got a seat at the table. Um, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know how influential, um, I don't know how influential we are. I mean, I, 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 I think we're, we're pretty influential given the nature of our business. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I think, you know, there's, there's part of me that, that wonders, you know, is it, um, cause gosh, if, if student athletes, you know, if student, if student athletes had agents and then, you know, and then I had to work with not only our partner, our partners, corporate and athletics partner, but then also had to work with an agent as well. And, figure out rev share with the agent and all like I just I just don't know how that would work so you know I, I'm I'm wondering and, and like I said I don't have any insight into into the conversations I know they're happening um, but I mean I'm almost wondering if you know is there a way to um, you know to, to have some type of blanket agreement for an athletics department um, you know that that says you know hey um Every student athlete gets, you know, X percent of an overall name, image, and likeness bucket, right? Because you're going to have a handful of student athletes at schools that are going to garner more attention than others. And I just think if, you know, I, I, I just, I think about like if, if you had the, you know, the superstar running back on your team and he's getting all these endorsement opportunities and making all this money, like, what does that, what does that do to your team? dynamic and, and culture right like the people start getting jealous and resentment and those types of things and then it messes up the locker room what happens if you know if a school like penn state is 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 a, a top a top three for a five star and the other two schools don't have the same um type of uh corporate uh support right in terms of sponsorship and, and dollars or the market's not as big you know, does that then, do you then create a, a recruiting advantage, right? Where it's like, hey, you know, I could go, you know, I, I think like, look, I could go to, I could go to Minnesota, right? Where major market, lots of opportunities for endorsement, or do I want to go to Norman, Oklahoma, right? Where, where there might not be the same types of opportunities or even Penn State. I mean, yeah, we got Philly and Pittsburgh, but, you know, I just... I think they're they're the, those those are the types of things that I think about, um, you know, as far as how it's going to play out and what it'll look like and how it'll impact me. Uh, I don't know, but but I do know it will impact me in in you know some way, shape, or form. Um, and and members of our leadership team are having conversations with with the right people about how it will impact us and positioning our company in a way in which you know, we can step in and, and support our student athletes uh, and support our, our, our departments and universities um, and, and do our best to, um, you know, keep those revenue streams as healthy as possible. Um, because if, if, if we don't, then, you know, you could potentially look at current revenue streams going in the wrong direction and, and, and rerouting on somewhere else because, you know, we, um, we, we didn't position ourselves and, and our model uh, in, a, in a way in which is advantageous for uh, the introduction of name and likeness. Right. And I mean, it's exciting because you're right. I mean, you could basically say this, you know, the, the schools that have a better relationship with, you know, companies like Learfield could take off 
because all of a sudden, hey, if I know I get to come to Penn State and I get to work with Brad Keen, like I'm gonna have a lot more money in my pocket than if I go somewhere else and work with somebody else. So I mean, all of a sudden, you know, you become a pivotal role in the recruiting process, which is pretty, yeah. which is pretty kind of crazy to think about. But it is exciting to a certain degree because I know what you're saying with, you know, you gotta have some sort of percent or something along those lines. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you're really good at football and people want to give you money to wear a watch or whatever, I mean, you know, you think those kids possibly deserve it. But that's a whole other conversation. Anyway, Brad Keen, thanks, man, for coming on. I mean, this is something that I feel like I could talk about forever because it's so deep. I mean, we didn't even really get into all the different kind of sponsors and stuff like that. Um, but we were already an hour in, so, I mean, we might have to have a part two at some point. But you've yeah. been awesome, man. Thank you so much. No, thank you, Corey. I mean, I look, go ahead and plan on part two. Um, you know, I, I'd love to, I'd love to do a deep dive with you, um, you know, in terms of, of what MMR multimedia rights really mean for our partners and some of the specifics around things that we offer, um, you know, because it is, like I said, I, I you know, I spent 10 years um, over on the other side of things with, with the athletics marketing department, and I was at arm's length, and I just had no idea. Um, I, I mean, I had no idea until... I stepped into to this new role and um, and it's it's fascinating and it's exhilarating and it's a it's a lot of fun um, and I and I'm learning gosh I, I'm learning so much um, you know I, I told somebody the other day like my um, COVID nineteen and everything I'm having to, to to work through and navigate through right now like my um, my professional development bucket is overflowing like um, it's 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 a challenging time, but it's it's a fun time, and, and it's a it's certainly a, a, a time to learn. And um, so just plan on part two, and let me know when you want to do that, and um, and and we'll make it happen. Absolutely, I can't wait. Well, again, thank you so much to Brad Keen uh, joining us, senior manager of business development at Penn State Sports Properties. I appreciate it, and we'll have to get you back on here soon. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thanks, Corey. That was probably one of my favorite interviews. Uh, thank you again so much to Brad Keen. Like he mentioned, we're going to have to have a part two. Uh, because Brad Keene, it's just so fascinating to learn how the money is kind of moved around and how these athletic departments are making money. So definitely expect a part two uh, with Brad Keene because I think it's so fascinating and it's it's kind of what runs the show in college football nowadays. So I think it's an important thing uh, to pay attention to. And it's also kind of cool when you go to a game or you see something on TV um, that heavily is influenced by what Brad Keene kind of does. Uh, obviously specifically at Penn State. So thank you to Brad Keen for coming on the show. Next week, already recorded it, I uh, have Penn State athletic writer Audrey Snyder coming on, longtime beat writer for the Penn State football team. She's going to talk about Micah Parsons and him opting out of the 2020 season, uh, what the Big Ten football schedule as of right now looks like, and also some other things like James Franklin and his family being separated for a long period of time due to his daughter's sickle cell uh, disease. So. Excited to have her on. Going to fill in some of the latest news as well with next week's episode. If you got this far in the podcast, make sure to consider to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every five-star review is right on the show. If you haven't already found us on Twitter, Hardcore CFB. I'm also on YouTube. And if you're into NCAA Football 14, go check out uh, the G12 Network and also my Twitch at Hardcore CFB. So appreciate all that. And really, if you can't do any of that good stuff, that's okay. But just share it with one other person. That would go a long way in helping uh, helping out. So I appreciate it. Thanks, guys, so much. Make sure you're staying safe out there. And I'll talk to you next time. Stay hardcore.